Welcome back to a new episode of the Shoot the Shot podcast. I'm your host, Mark Timaltifitado, and today we have the next installment in the new series on the podcast where we're breaking down different uni experiences across both the UK and internationally. And my guest today is one of my best friends and university housemate, Alex Hurd. He's studying biochemistry at the University of Nottingham. So in today's episode, we're going to be discussing what it's like studying biochem as a degree answering some common questions that students have when they first get to uni. And to finish on a bit of a lighthearted note, we're also going to be telling some funny stories from our time at university. And if you're checking this video out on YouTube and you would like to, and you like the thumbnail of this video, please check out my friend Paddy's Photoshop Instagram page. I will pop it up in the screen as well as leaving it in the description below. So Alex, how are you doing today? I'm good, yeah. Bit of a rainy day up the north, but yeah, it's lovely. Mm-hmm. How are you? I'm really good, actually. It's been very busy the last couple of days, um, preparing for this podcast and stuff, and possibly preparing, you know, our, a little adventure back up to Nottingham very soon. Indeed. So, yeah. Coming in the next few weeks. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a lot of fun. So, where I'd like to start is um, just what, what is it like doing biochem as a degree? Um, well, I really enjoy it and it's not the same thing every week. So like some, ta- some weeks my timetable's extremely busy with tutorials and workshops and lectures and labs. But then some weeks, like all this term, I only had like two days a week. So it just really depends. But yeah, I really enjoy it. Made some good friends, had some good times. So yeah, highly recommend. Do you get to choose like any modules or like what's the kind of course like at Nottingham? Yeah, so in first year, there was um, like all the life sciences students, because that's what biochemistry is under, were in the same thing. And we had, I think, four core modules and then got to pick two. And so that was good. Even in first year, we had a choice of two modules. And then second year, I think we had about four optional modules and then the rest were core. But then yesterday, I actually picked my other modules and because of the current situation a lot of them have been taken off but I still got the ones I chose hopefully so yeah there's a lot of choice which I like yeah I just did my modules yesterday as well and I am I don't I just don't know what I am I'm really happy that there's not really any coursework next year and it's just kind of all exam based and if it's like the open book exams like that's quite chill so I'm quite happy about that there's no in-person exams in January it's just like open book at home apparently yeah just gonna be good I mean yeah I was talking I was doing a couple of other kind of episodes on this and like everybody's super surprised that we got like a whole week to do our like essays essentially yeah like other unis had like well my sister had 24 hours to do hers but it's like Mm -hmm. we had weeks or like a week to write one essay so they thought they'd be yeah they thought they'd be super nice for us so that's pretty chill um so then how did you decide to go to not i know like everybody has like loads of different things they take into like account when choosing uni but like what was it for you well i did um math biology and chemistry at a level because that's just what i enjoyed and so i knew i wanted to do something with that and i knew i didn't want to do medicine because it's just way too much for me and so i was looking into like bioscience courses at different unis and 
I just like found the one at Nottingham as long with like other unis that I applied to and when I came I just really enjoyed it I liked the fact that it was a campus uni because that was quite like moving away from home is quite intimidating to start with so the fact that everything was on campus was really good um and yeah the fact that it's got a big pool you know big sports centers were a bonus for me so yeah I really enjoyed it yeah I remember when I first came up to Notts I wasn't actually meant to come I like somehow managed to one of my friends was going up with his dad and then his dad couldn't go so he had a spare train ticket so I yeah. just came with him to Notts and then absolutely fell in love with the place and it's a win-win and yeah. yeah it was a really weird situation actually me coming to Notts it's just like if you like I think open days are so good because if you go and you can see yourself there then it's just such a bonus because you could love the uni on paper, but then when you visit it, absolutely hate it. So, yeah, I think Open Day was what sold me on Nottingham. I still remember, like, I was walking around the campus, and I just remember being like, it's so huge. Like, it took <laughs> ages to walk from one side to the other. And then when you're actually there, Thanks. it still takes ages to walk everywhere. But, yeah. yeah. I remember sitting in the, like, economics lecture hall and just seeing, like, I was so bored though like they didn't make it seem actually exciting like if you go to any of the open day talks none of them are exciting the best thing to do if you're actually going is ask like the, the people who actually go there like what they think because in the talks it's just like it's kind of for the parents like mm. to, to know what their like children are getting into and so I was just sat there so bored yeah going through like all the different streams I was like mm. yeah talk to people who go there I'd say yeah, that's why this podcast and this episode, you're basically getting a first-hand experience of what it's like to study there. Um, so then, what? obviously you've talked about how like your lectures change week to week and like the amount you have, but what would like a typical semester look like? Um, well, so far, the first week of every semester is so chilled. Like It's just like introductory lectures to how the modules are going to be examined how they're going to be taught and things like that and then in first year I had kind of like extremely lecture heavy weeks but that was it I didn't really have anything else and then this year I have a lot more labs like I said but the semesters tend to be pretty even throughout and we don't have a reading week so it's just like 11 12 weeks of straight teaching which can be quite difficult um but yeah, we tend to have a formative assessments throughout and always one before Christmas that's to do with like calculations. But yeah, it's just a bit intense and then you get your holiday. So it's quite nice. I've always like, I've envied those like, like humanity students who get those reading weeks because in reality, it's just a week long holiday and they don't actually do any reading in it. They just chill for a yeah. week and like, it's the best thing. It's like we still have stuff to read as well. Like I have all these like papers to read, but I don't get a reading week dedicated to that. So it's quite nice. And yeah, I remember like when, so basically some of my modules gave a reading week, but then we still had tutorials in that week. Yeah. <laughs> so it's they like, were like, it's like a backhanded compliment in such a way. Going in like one hour a day. No, yeah. not ideal. Honestly, sometimes it's a joke. Some like some of the way they treat like our modules and stuff honestly yeah i say like halfway through the semester we do get a lighter week where mm -hmm. like we won't have as many lectures or we'll have no tutorials and stuff like that but it's never a complete week off 
which I can't complain. So you, it must be hard for you to like form like set timetables and like weeks in advance then because you don't actually know what your schedule's like. Yeah, I that's what I struggled with because it's all so sporadic. Like I'm not in at the same times every week or like even every day. So yeah, I just have to like look at my timetable and plan because I do tend to leave Nottingham quite a lot for the weekends. So it's nice in the sense that some weeks I'll have Friday completely off. So I'll be able to go home that week or other weeks I'll have Monday off so I can have like a long weekend or something. So it's nice in the sense that it changes, but then it does mean I struggle to like plan things. I don't just know when I'm going to be in. So swings and roundabouts. Yeah, well, whilst mine is the complete opposite. Like I obviously travel back home quite a bit as well, but like mine was very like it's pretty set. Like and obviously with tutorials you can go to different ones. So if you have one in uh, a weird time, you can just go to an earlier slot. So if I wanted to like an early Friday, I yeah. could like theoretically get an early Friday by just, you know, not going to one lecture and just watching a recording or something and just going home. Whereas yeah. sciences, I don't think you can rearrange your labs, can you? No, for us, we had long labs this year and they were just, you had to go to them. It was like seven hours. If you missed it, then you'd really struggle to catch up. But yeah, it's, you can miss lectures because they're online, but tutorials, it's advised you shouldn't. But we only have about one a week-ish. So it's not hard to go to. But yeah, labs are mandatory. But it's good. I enjoy labs. They just make the time go very fast. What do you do in labs? um experiments usually um but yeah it really depends a lot of ours this year were on yeast and how it grows and like what conditions are ideal and like the oxygen levels and things like that and then like because we did a lot about because it's like biochemistry it's doing the chemicals as well so about the sugars that we put in to feed the yeast and which ones are best and which ones inhibit it and things like that it's like enzyme kinetics is what it's called this term but yeah i find them really interesting you get to play with any like really expensive machines it's all very boring like it's more um like high tech than like a general school lab but for us so far it's just been quite simple what the experiments we do so hopefully this year will be a bit more exciting yeah, I mean, we should, I could probably contrast, contrast it against, obviously, like, so one of our other housemates, Alex Curtis, who's been on the podcast a few times, he obviously does pharmaceutical sciences, so I don't, I'm not actually sure what his labs are like. I think, I think we've talked about it before, like, how all he does is actually, like, measure out some, like, test tubes that just pour it into something or something like that. Yeah. So I think his are, like, a lot easier than yours, right? Well, I'm not sure because his are all with, because he's like, it's more like chemical experiments that he's doing with like different chemicals. But because we're using like yeast, which is a live organism, it's not as predictable. Like It's not like an animal, but yeah, we did have to use mushrooms and onions in first year, but no, luckily like no dissections yet, which I'm quite happy about. Yeah, then if obviously you can trust that to our medical friend, Henry, who we also live with, he does those sections on a daily basis. I mean, yeah, like human every, like Yeah, he has his own, like, cadaver. Yeah. I don't think I could do with yeah. that, but... He went to his funeral as well, funnily enough, or it's, like, passing rites. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Quite nice. <laughs> yeah, apparently, like, they were forced to go. 
like by like the whole medical school, like all the like basically whoever was in like his dissection team, like whoever like all of their cadavers, they had to go for like this. I guess it was like he he wasn't like buried before because obviously his cadavers yeah. there. He had like this like maybe last rites or something. I don't know, some kind of like uh, kind of ceremony or something. So they yeah, all like had to, to celebrate go. his life. Yeah, I think so. So yeah. Interesting. Must be, must be quite morbid being just sick. Yeah, because they they cut them up. Like obviously it's all anonymous. Like they don't know the person, but mm. I don't know. I'd struggle with it personally. Yeah, I think Henry did struggle with it as well, but like I think it's hard to like not find out their name because it's probably on like the pamphlet at the beginning that you get. So that must be yeah. so hard. And like if their family's there, it's just a bit like they obviously gave their body to science, but still. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. It's it's an awkward position to be in. But moving on, so obviously we both go to the University of Nottingham. So if you had to say what's the best thing about knots to somebody to like any prospective people who might be seeing this what would it be for you um well i personally love the fact it's a campus uni because Mm -hmm. everything is just there and you don't have to like in first year if you don't want to you don't have to go into town you can just stay on campus and like there's a shop there you can spend your meal card there and so it's really good and for me because it's not too far away from home. So it's like an hour and a half drive from home, which is really lovely. And yeah, but then it's also very close to town. So like, if you do want to go to town, it's like a longish walk, but a very cheap taxi ride into town, which is a bonus, I think. Yeah, I think we've, I've done the walk once. It was like near Freshers Week, uh, we did the walk, like all the lads, we got, we all got in, like we all walked to this place called Beer Keller. I'll probably pop a picture up either there or there, wherever, which way the camera is going to go. I'll just ask a bear color, but it was a long walk. It's like, I'd say it's around 40 to 50 minutes walk yeah. into town. I remember roughly. you guys bring us back um, five guys. a five guy. Did you walk yeah. then? Yeah, that's the day we walked. And we bought like, so that's the night Alex was coming from like Amsterdam. So I like, we picked him up from like the entrance and then we brought him in. Everyone was like in their pajamas, huddled around. I can't remember what we were watching. No, I can't remember. Yeah, oh, like, yeah that, that, that's a massive throwback, that is, actually. <laughs> is it to, like, the Wednesday of Freshers' Week? Yeah, Almost that two. must yeah. have been. Oh, that's a while back. <laughs> but, yeah, I um, mm-hmm. yeah, go ahead. The location is good, like, <laughs> the fact that it's close to town, but then it is also a little bit outside, and, like, they can mm-hmm. offer such good teaching. But yeah, that was a real bonus, especially to like when my mum was looking around with me. She was like, Oh, they've got like the teaching gold award. I was like, Okay, that's good then. The sports as well is amazing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, David Ross. So that whole like the sports village is it's literally the size of a village, it's massive. Yeah, and there's so many like like courts and pitches that like I haven't even seen, but yeah, it's huge. There's like a big rock climbing wall of all sorts. Squash courts, there's futsal, American football, like literally any society you could think of for sports. It's all their corf ball, which is like a mix between basketball yeah. and like, I can't remember what exactly the other mix was. Basketball is something else, but it's really cool. Like I hadn't even heard of half of them. I think they said there's like over 300 different sports and societies on campus. So yeah. 
it offers a lot. Yeah, it's a, it's a really good mix. And obviously we have like areas such as like, like the student like union building, the Portland building, which is like amazing. Yeah. There's always stuff going on there. There's bake sales, uh, clothes sales, um, like companies always coming there to recruit you for some things. Like it's a bustling center. Like it's, it's yeah. pretty cool. And it's right at the center of campus as well. So almost mm. everyone will know where it is and walk past it. So yeah. I really like the Portland building. They've done it really well. Mm. Yeah. Then obviously we have the Deer Park, which is very near us. Fullerton. <laughs> Still never been, but... You've, you've never been to Fullerton? Were you no. not there when you went to see the deer that no. one time? See, like, I, I hadn't actually good. been before till like, yeah. that one time. That's, like, I've been twice. Once with my parents, but once with everyone else. And that was really cool. Yeah. It's got to be a sunny day, then. We can go for, like, a picnic. Yeah, we could go for a picnic. I mean, we probably can go like when we go up soon, probably. But I know the guys want to play some golf, so. Yeah, they say they want to play golf four times. <laughs> I've never played golf, and I'm like hot. So I'm probably just gonna have to sit there and be like the golf caddy or something, just going along, <laughs> maybe driving the golf cart. Yeah. So that'll be but, interesting. Yeah, it'd be fun. So obviously, like another common question that like people who are going into uni have is obviously uni halls is like this sometimes intimidating thing um what was obviously we went to the same halls that's how we met what was your experience with nightingale so that was the name of our hall well i think that we all kind of had a love-hate relationship with it like mm-hmm. when we were there it was good and we enjoyed it and then looking back on it we do really miss some aspects of it but then like just some things i didn't like like we both eat like late in the evening and the last time you could get food was like 7, 7.30. And so like if I had training, I'd miss it. Or if you just weren't hungry, then you just miss tea. So that was a bit of an issue. But then you did get a meal card. So that was lovely. Um, but like actual halls, I really liked because it was just so nice and easy to meet people there. Like we had a big long corridor and there was like four of us in our group that are on our corridor well freddie kind of counts like he's like he's in our group but he wasn't on our corridor if you know what i mean um but yeah it's just i really like being in student halls and i'd like recommend nightingale just because it's all in one building so you're not limited to blocks because i know a lot of my friends they couldn't get into other people's blocks so if they wanted to meet up, then they'd have to like wait outside and wait to be, to be let in. Whereas we could just like go knock on someone's door, which is really useful. But yeah, student halls, they're interesting. <laughs> A lot of good times were had there. Yeah, there's, it's really weird actually student halls because like when you first get in and you start like, when you first get in on that first Saturday, because of the way Nightingale was set up, like everyone goes into their rooms and it's catered accommodation. So there's not like a massive kitchen which you can actually go and everybody meets. So everyone like went into the room, like at least for me, we went into our room and then waited till my mum and dad left. And then you just started socializing in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. And that fact, that's like how we met. It was very random. Yeah. Yeah. I wasn't even on the right floor. I was like, <laughs> I was on the second floor and then no one was in the second floor kitchens. So I had to go down a floor to the first to floor. The first- yeah. And then that was like popping. There was loads of people there, but I think like I was sat in the like cafe, like where we eat in the like food hall, 
with my parents and they were just having like a drink or something and then I got a message being like oh everyone's in the first floor kitchen so I just like said bye to my parents and I was like right I'm going and that's like how I initially met like you and then there's a lot of people in there that I don't think I've ever spoken to again but like it's Mm -hmm. just good you just talk to everyone and you will find like people you get on with yeah and then another thing obviously I really miss from like the whole experience is we had like this amazing front garden at Nightingale and it was the best place for picnics or just playing sports and just chilling generally spike ball amazing game if no one's played spike before it is an amazing game I'll pop a picture of whatever it looks like up here but it's very it's a very American game but it's kind of like imagine like pat ball like against a wall just with an actual Mm. net just on the ground instead and that pat ball on steroids is what it is and it's unbelievable very very competitive we didn't get to play it this year unfortunately and it was very sad but yeah we didn't have a garden and nor do <laughs> and like the weather just wasn't that great like whenever we wanted yeah. to play this coronavirus you know took away our time playing spike ball that times but yeah times. that it was so nice just have green space that was just ours like mm-hmm. well no one else really sat in it unless they were in the hall and it was like it got the afternoon sun so we just like especially during exams I remember when we'd finished we'd just like go sit there and just chill for a bit which is lovely yeah we used to have like crack a few coronas out there I remember there was one time we cracked a few coronas and that was just it was just it's such a vibe sitting out yeah. there great vibes um so then obviously um I like a topic which I don't think gets talked about enough is finding accommodation for second year because it doesn't really obviously when you go for uni open days they always talk about oh like what's first year like what's accommodation like there and stuff and then you don't really get advice for okay but where does everybody live in second year what do I need to look for for housing like do I live in the student area do I live somewhere else like what do you think is the advice that people should actually know about that well I think it was like everyone kind of knew to that a lot of students either lived in like Lenton or Beeston or some of them Dunkirk but if you didn't know that then like speaking to second years in your like sport and society about where they'd recommend to live and like how much is the average price because you could think oh I've got a brilliant price but then your house is nowhere near worth that money so I yeah think speaking to older people who found their accommodation and just like when you find the people you want to live with inside you're going to live together like look around quite a few houses until you actually find the one that suits you because our house this year it was perfectly nice but like from living in it we did have a lot of things that were just like very irritating to live there so yeah I think our house was like it was a perfectly good second year house but then we've learned a lot from that into like third year so going into second year housing you don't really know what you're looking for which I think is a hard thing for sure. Yeah, I think like one advice I would give is definitely view all the houses you want to see because the pictures never really do it justice for like how big or small something is. Trust me, like some of the pictures, some of the houses we saw were like amazing and then you went in and it was just utter trash. Um, Ask the people who live there for the quirks of the house because that's really because well living in our second year house we figured out all the weird quirks that was in our house our upstairs shower room drainage didn't really work 
it's didn't really freeze, work. freezing on the ground floor of our the two rooms on the ground floor absolutely yeah. freezing even with the um, heating on like high as it could go heating. would never get warm never get warm um kitchen didn't really get wi-fi one half of it hmm. where the um, sofas like the communal like lounge area didn't get wi-fi even with a like extender thing yeah didn't get wi-fi um what other quirks do we have in our house i had some mold in my room which is just lovely <laughs> but yeah we had some I... random mold um mm. But I'm not sure. Oh, carpets. Carpets. If your room is cold, get carpets, actually. Yes. Or like if it's a wooden floor, get a rug to keep it warmer. Mm. I think most of the rooms next year of ours are carpeted, aren't they? Honestly, I honestly can't remember it at all. <laughs> we'll see. But yeah, it should be quite nice. Yeah. And, and I feel like yeah. Like the top floor, like because we had three stories, the top floor is a lot hotter than this like bottom floor and like it's just how it's going to be you can't help it so yeah bear in mind who's going where yeah i, I think we should have realized that purely just by you know pure physics you know hot air rises <laughs> and we just didn't think that through we're not that stupid are we but we just didn't think and plus like boy like it's also really helpful that if you're going to do this you need somebody who's going to be the lead tenant who's going to be really really organized like with bills get the most dependable person you can get on that. That's really Henry. important. Henry Stone Lake for us. Um, yeah, that's really super important. But yeah, then... like one person in charge of all the bills <laughs> and having one account for that rather than everyone paying it individually is really good, I think. Mm -hmm. Then he just asks for a sum of money and we just put it into his account and then he pays. Well, it's not his account, it's the bill's account. And he's in charge of paying that the companies, which is really good. Yeah, and then obviously, uh, timing for when people get houses varies loads. Yeah. Um, I say like one advice I definitely say is don't rush into getting a house that you don't one hundred percent love, and yeah. also don't rush into choosing who you're going to live with if you're not sure yet. Because some people decided getting a house like so you join in the end of September. Some people have had a house by like second week of october yeah. doesn't need to go that fast like if you're not sure who you like want to live with don't rush into it same thing with a house like some houses are just not worth it if you're not like 100 percent sold on it yeah and like in with most unis and definitely for nottingham there's so much student accommodation like it's never going to run out realistically and so there always will be a house that you can like find that will suit you so even if you're doing it in like february time it will be absolutely fine so uh, yeah that's good to bear in mind don't rush into it because the people you like initially meet and make friends with might not be the people that you actually want to live with like luckily for us it was but i know a lot of people that didn't like gel with their housemates and have had struggled a lot in second year having a lot of arguments another but, top yeah. tip if you get into a relationship in first year do not live with the person in your house in second year. Live in separate houses. Top yes. tips. Uh, yeah, because especially if you do live in the same house, you just want to like stay in the same room, but then there'd be an empty room. But then in case you break up, you do need that room. So it's just too much, too much. Yeah. I mean, I think we knew somebody. One of the people in not, I think, I'm not sure. I think they, there's somebody we knew had this situation and 
it's just it's never a good situation to be in it's so awkward and i remember actually weird story actually um i was so obviously i used to commute a lot between london and nottingham uh, on the weekends so a couple of times i met this lovely um asian lady and so her daughter was studying in london and she eventually became a teacher and so we we got to chatting and stuff and um so she was telling this story about how when her like daughter was in i think second year she was living with her boyfriend and they broke up and, See, that's they, and she had to like somehow scramble to find like this accommodation and it was like really bad it was awful it was like this tiny studio apartment with like a creaky floor and stuff like just never want to be in that position like ever like yes it can work and like there's loads of examples where it does work but most of the time you just don't want to risk it like if you were like in real life if you were with someone for like four months you probably wouldn't move in with them so that's the thing like if you've been with your like person you've met at uni for like four months you probably wouldn't move in with them which is what that's how i think about it but each to their own yeah definitely so then obviously another common question that is actually very commonly asked is what do you actually do in freshers week well i'm not sure if we had the most traditional freshers week but the first night i'm pretty sure everyone or the first or second night everyone goes out and for us there was like an organized night out with like tickets i think there was a bus to the venue and so we all just went out and kind of just chatted then and then for nottingham in the cater tolls i know there was like three or four more events that week on the evenings mm-hmm. that we had tickets for um and so, well, I just went to Union, I'd bought all the tickets. So I was like, well, it's easier to have them than to not. And so there's a lot of going out in Freshers Week, which I think is expected, but we definitely didn't go out every night. And though one night I sold one of my tickets and we just went to Spoons, which is like quite nice. Um, but then it also can be quite lonely in Freshers Week because the first night you don't have that solid group of friends really. So on the next day, you're not going to, well, you might, but you might not have the confidence to just like say, oh, are we doing anything today? So try find like a communal space to meet up in, which would be lovely. And like, I think a good thing to do in Freshers Week is like properly explore the uni and see mm-hmm. what it's like, because you won't really get to do that when you're in lectures, because you might not have enough time. But yeah, I think Freshers Week is the best time to go out and just do it. Like it's the only time you get to do that. So why not? Yeah, I distinctly remember Freshers Week. I I think I remember most days as well. Like, I think I can do a rundown. So I think the Saturday, the Saturday we like obviously everybody turns up on the Saturday, various times doesn't really matter. Um, so yeah, we met first floor kitchens. She was actually the first person who actually physically talked to me. So that was very interesting. Yeah. Um, and then I met Freddie, and realized we had a lot in common and stuff. And then I met George Wilkinson. He was also there. Super nice guy. Um, so then we, then loads of the guys went to get drinks Yeah. for something. So we walked to spa. I didn't actually buy anything, but like we all went there and then we walked all the way back. And then the time after that was very hazy. I don't exactly <laughs> remember. I think I remember meeting, I'm pretty sure I went down your corridor. It's because Freddie's, I, it just happened to be that Freddie's corridor was right next to yours. Otherwise, I don't yeah. know if we would have actually met again. That would be just so random if we just never yeah, met Yeah, that would be so weird. And then that's when we realised, okay, you're down there. And then so then I met Nell, then I met Alex Cansdale, met Callum, 
and then you got and then we'd had like a split where I think you guys went to the mixer, that welcome mixer. Yeah. That night. The and welcome, then me, like it was like. Yeah, it was some like event they had at like Port, the Portland building or something. Yeah, it was me, Nell, Alex, and uh, this girl Grace that we haven't spoken to in a while. <laughs> so it's good that it was yeah, like me, Nell, and Alex. the OGs. Yeah, and then the OG girls. Um, I remember me, Freddie, and Jack. Jack Owens, yeah. Ginger Jack. Shout out Ginger Jack. Um we went to the Anthony we went to a bar and pub to watch the Anthony and Joshua fight that night. Yeah. Which and then we tried to get to prison after the fight and up the queue was yeah. like huge, like absolutely massive. It's like a Saturday night as well, so it would mm. always be busy then because it was like the first night of everyone moving to uni. It would be packed. Yeah. Did you just come like, home? Yeah, we just came home after that. <laughs> it was a bit like it was a bit anti climactic after the fight, but yeah, we came home. And All then right. Sunday, Sunday was like the first like scheduled event. I don't remember the morning or any of the afternoon. I remember okay. I remember pre's, and we pre. It was really cool. It was like a. It was like NG one, right? That yeah. was the first night. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm that's where I met Henry on this on the bus, yeah. and. I was, so it was like a double-decker bus and I'm on the inside, like, aisle seat and Freddie's to the yeah. window. Freddie's Aww. quite to himself, like, he wasn't saying anything. And I was just conversing with Henry. We were just having a lovely chat. And, you know, then Freddie, come, like, Henry comes with us. We sit all sit at these tables. And that's how, you know, Henry came into our group. I took the initiative, yeah. added him to the group chat. We've got that picture, don't we, of all of us on the sofa. Mm-hmm. And I think there's all of us there, apart from like Curtis and Johnny, which is crazy. Like, I'm not there second... in that photo, I think. I think, I'm, I think I'm cut out in the frame. Yeah. I'm not sure, but I don't think I'm in it. Yeah. But yeah, that night we all just like, it was packed and it was a bit weird. Mm-hmm. And so we all just ended up like getting a drink and then just like sitting and chatting instead of like, you know, like properly dancing. But it was a lot of fun. Yeah, because we went, they dropped us off really early, like before any of the other like, halls had come and then they had they had like half like the dance floor and then the other half was like that bar and seating area that was actually quite cool i did actually like that about ng1 yeah we've never been back there do you know why we've never been back there isn't a gay book yeah that's exactly why we've never been back back there but there's other better places i think yeah definitely i mean maybe we could ask charlie i don't know if charlie's ever been maybe good question to ask um the the Monday night, um, Monday was, okay, so Monday morning, I distinctly remember, I went down to breakfast, and that was like the morning of like the society, fresh as fair, all of that. Oh, yeah, that yeah. And no one was there at breakfast, as in like none of like, the people, friends that we know and stuff. So I was sitting alone. And um, so that's when my, our friend Johnny, uh, jo- oh, Johnny Winter, um, so he takes pity on me and this girl, uh, I can't remember her name. I know what she looks like. Her surname's Underdown, if you remember, whatever. Uh, so she, they were in like the West Wing. They lived on that yeah. side. Um, Annabelle, I think her name's Annabelle. Um, no, Annabelle. They came and sat next to me. Aww. And obviously, Johnny later tells me, yeah, we took pity, you know, sitting alone. He thought we'd sit with you. Later turns out, Johnny was the one who didn't have friends. And... I was all of the bustling <laughs> friendship group had brought him into it. 
I remember meeting Johnny and I was like, who is this? And you're like, oh, it's Johnny. I was like, okay, hi. And then we were friends. Yeah, it was great. I mean, we, it turns out we both did economics. We went to the societies for it. It was great. Came back, yeah. bonded for a bit. It was really cool, actually, that night. Tuesday, we went to Spoons, I think. Yeah. Tuesday was Spoons. Because I think Johnny's in that photo. Let me double check, but I'm 100% sure Johnny's in that photo. And do you remember, like, we took the bus? And do you know how much complaining we did? with like Because everybody else was, like, obviously absolutely hammered. And yeah. we were just like completely sober, and we were like, "Never again! We never go on this bus again. We're sober. It's not happening. Never again." There was a free bus to town for the night out, mm-hmm. and we were like, "Oh, we'll just yeah. like take that, and then just not mm-hmm. go out." But oh, people yeah. were so it was so irritating. Yeah, that was the Tuesday night was spoons, and then Wednesday night we went to Beer Keller. Wednesday was Beer Keller, we and the, you guys, you. Yeah, you got whatever you had. I think you got five guys for free. Not for free. I think we just had like a girls' night in. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there was some event on that night. We just didn't go. I didn't have tickets that night for that event. So then, yeah. And then I knew Alex was coming that night. So I picked him up and everyone brought him in and stuff. I remember Kazda was telling the story how she was like, I was in my like bathroom and like Alex comes in. I was like, Mark, what is he doing bringing this guy in? Because we were all in like pajamas. We were like, hello. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. It's complete. Yeah. And I accounted for what, half of the group upon yeah. bringing people in. That's crazy. The great like, connector. Without you, it'd be incomplete. Yeah. I mean, we'd only have like a group of five without yeah, like, like, the rest of us. Like, we wouldn't know Alex or Henry or mm-hmm. Johnny without you, which is weird. I never knew that's how, like, we met everyone. Crazy. Yeah, and then Thursday was Ocean, the great Alex. The first night we went out with Alex and he was very l- loose with the drink. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then he got lost. Do you remember he got lost in Ocean? Yep. Yeah. So I didn't remember finding him. Yeah, because me and Freddy found him eventually. And he was in like the smokers lounge, um, uh, but he, he just he doesn't smoke, so he's just why chilling. would he be there? Yeah, and then he got lost again, and I had to go with him. Um, that's where he met M. Funnily enough, he is such a liability. Was that the glitter night? Yes, that was the glitter night. Yeah, yeah. I've got a video of you and Curtis eating crumpets in the kitchen with glitter like smeared all over your face. Oh, you've got to send me that video. I don't think I have that video. <laughs> oh yeah, I remember now. We came back and there was like Fiona and Fiona's friend, Fee's friend. Yeah, Fee and her the the ginger friend. I can't yeah, remember. I can't watch. She, they were both eating crumpets, and they were like, "Oh yeah, would you like some crumpets?" And you're like, "Yes, crumpets." That was so random. I can't actually. <laughs> it's weird. It's little things like that that you have in Freshers' Week. Like those weird moments, mm. like eating crumpets at like I don't know two, three a.m. Yeah, and it's just the best time. Honestly, it was because that was when we were just like, yeah, good times. Very good times. Mm. Um, so obviously, um. You're the captain of the Nottingham swim team, which is, you know, a very great achievement. 
Um, so you are the perfect person to ask about this, but what's your like advice for first years regarding like freshers and societies and sports? I'd say like recommend to anyone to join a sports or society just because it just makes it so much easier to make friends and you'll know you have a similar interest with them. And like I said, there's like 300 plus societies and sports. So that like the chances you will find something in common. I remember I joined the biochemistry society in first year, just so I knew that there'd be people on my course. I think I went to like one night out and then haven't seen anyone from the society since, but it was just good that I knew there were people there. Um, but yeah, I really recommend joining a sport if that is like your hobby, because for me, it's just such a welcome distraction that it gives me, I know that I can't do any work during training times. And then also the people I've met there are some of my best friends. And you just, cause like we go through like hard times during training and you know, you just like afterwards it will be fine. And you just get to like chat to them and make really good friends. And like socials are a bonus. Mm -hmm. Always um, sports socials on a Wednesday. And so it's quite nice that for us, it's not every week, which is good, but you can go to a social if you want to, to crisis and get like, allocated crisis tickets which is really good yeah that's like this this thing that actually that's something we didn't get to talk about top tip for any people going to knots the next year make sure there's this little thing called crisis every wednesday it's the event you definitely want to go to top tip is a little bit before freshers week they actually sell tickets for the whole like semester yeah make sure you get on that and pick the events you want to go to just a little tip yeah because if you don't get them then then you're kind of limited to trying to get a sports ticket off someone or going on buy and sell and people can make them so expensive on buy and sell i think when you initially buy them they're like what six seven pounds mm -hmm. and on buy and sell the minimum's like 10 pounds and so if you do that every week it's just like why do you need a ticket for the first thing but it does get expensive yeah, and then all, all the alternative is you queue. And then if you're going to queue, you've got to queue really early and you've got to go into this yeah. like separate club called Box. And Box, Box is a vibe. I will admit, Box is a whole vibe. You've got to go. Box is like really fun. I actually really like the music in there. It does get a bit cramped near like 10, 10.30ish. Yeah. But if you go at like, you've got to go at like 9. You've got to start queuing 9 to 9.30 because it gets really busy after that. So if you go yeah. at 9, 9.30 get into box, do a vibe, have some drinks, then get into crisis. Trust is, it's actually quite a cool experience, but you get really tired by like one or two. Yeah. That's the thing about crisis is if you have tickets, it's like nine till I think 11's the last ticket, like entry mm -hmm. time. So get into the club really early. Like when I first went, cause at home we'd go in at like 11 at the earliest. And so the fact that, 11 was the latest ticket time took a bit of getting used to but it just means you get to bed earlier which is quite nice because if you have a lecture the next day it's not too hard because if you go from like 10 and then you come home at like two or three then it's not too late and you still had like five hours out so it's quite nice yeah not 9am lectures when you you think when you're like first going to uni yeah i'll be at every 9am lecture and just telling you now you will 100% miss at least one 9am lecture in your year, in your first year, minimum. Yeah, but the, like for us, they're recorded, so it's not the end mm -hmm. of the world. 
yeah. and I remember in first year I had a lot of study skills lecture and it was like how to revise and I was like not a chance <laughs> for them obviously I'm gonna miss it so yeah, yeah. just read what your lecture's gonna be and then decide yeah 100 percent. so then I guess to finish on a really funny note um what would you consider some of like the best memories that we've kind of had during our time at uni we've touched on quite a few of like our memorable mm -hmm. occasions from well mostly first year but we did have quite a few incidences involving condoms which sounds quite interesting um the first one was we were all in our friend alex's room in nightingale and for some reason the boys i think it was you no alex and johnny yeah, Alex and Johnny. Alex Curtis and Johnny. Yeah, because we all had sinks in our room and they were like, oh, we're just going to fill up a condom with water. And it was like, fine, whatever, go for it. And so they did. It was going well. I think they like tied a knot in it. So it was like a water balloon. Mm -hmm. And then they were like, right, we're going to move it. When are they going to put it in someone's bin or something? Freddie's bin. In Freddie's bin. And bear in mind, his room is like quite a distance from Alex's. Mm -hmm. At anyway, least so they... 10 metres, maybe. Yeah. And it's like through like a double set of doors, which is quite heavy. But and anyway. This water balloon like, was huge. It was like that big. Absolutely huge. Yeah. Stretched quite large, to be honest. <laughs> um, and then, so they were like, right, we're going to pick it up. And they both got like, they had it like perfectly. It was going really mm -hmm. well. They got to like the middle of Alex's floor and then it just split. I don't know if one of them like caught it with a nail, but it was like everywhere. And it was like, I think me, Nell, and someone else were sat on the floor. So we got soaked. Alex's carpet got soaked. And it was just like, it's because her room was right above the office for like, oh, where all the did admin in our hall. So I was mm -hmm. like, it's going to start leaking too. She's going to get kicked out. Like, something's going to happen. But it was just not a good vibe. <laughs> I feel sorry uh, for her. Her room got trashed. She, yeah, th throughout first year, Alex Cancel's room was like where it was at. Like her room was like <laughs> it was either her room or Freddie's room. Like yeah. Freddie's room is more for like pre's, but Alex Cancel's room where would be all like chill basically. But her room was so neat and tidy all the time. Mm -hmm. <laughs> as soon as we get in there, we absolutely ruin it. She was. I don't think I've seen her <laughs> as angry as when that condom popped. Like she was just like. <laughs> seething with anger and she was so close yeah. to crying as well she was just like guys i've had enough like yeah. why would you do this and I, and then she I had to use all of it yeah and like it's it, apparently her room is still like smelled of like lube <laughs> like a week or something and i don't know if i have pictures of that event i might like well, probably may, i might have posted a picture of like the water stain on the carpet up on the if you're watching on youtube so definitely check that out um and the second condom story we have is um yeah. is it's quite extensive I, i'll i will quite I'll severe than that one yeah this this one was a lot more savage so throughout um yeah okay <laughs> that was to a certain extent um so this so before when by the time this podcast comes out, um, Paddy's episode will be out. So make sure you check out the story where I tell the first story of how the prank was started on Freddy. <laughs> um, it will be a link. So if you watch that video, it'll be in the YouTube description and the YouTube channels. And I'll put pop in the description below and it's on the Spotify feed as well. Um, so the prank was started and we thought we'd continue this. So this starts in and around 
end of October going towards the end of the year. So this story is, it's, so Crisis does these events where, you know, they're like the whole night, the club is open until like six in the morning. So me and Johnny couldn't go to this event because we had an exam the next day. So everyone else had gone. And for some reason, I can't remember why, but Freddie had left his room unlocked. And I think it was because he couldn't take his keys in case he lost it. Something yeah. to that effect. Sensible, but not sensible. <laughs> yeah. So, so basically, I, don't, I think all of you had left your rooms unlocked, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. I think yeah. we used to like all leave our keys in one person's room, which was so stupid. It was very dumb. But <laughs> um, <laughs> so me and Johnny were like, I think we've got a prank, Freddie. So we, and Freddie had basically had, he had loads of condoms in his like front drawer in his, in his thing. Not loads, but he had a packet full of condoms. At least a few. Quite a few, at least 10, I'd imagine. And um, so we were like, well, he's, he's not used it the whole term. And mm. I think we should use them for him. So... Mm. And this had happened. This was obviously happening after we'd exploded the condom in Alex Cancel's room. So me and Johnny had experience of f- filling w- condoms up with water. So we filled a few with water and popped them into his shower. So Freddie, so in Nightingale, there were very few rooms which had en suites. The rest were like shared showers and stuff. Freddie was one of those people who had an en suite. So we filled condoms up with water in his sink and then popped them in his shower. But we thought filling them with water isn't enough. Precisely. We had to take it to the next level. So, so you also did lock his shower drain with his soap. I'll get to that. I'll get, okay. Okay. Sorry. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So obviously we thought about this and we thought, you know, we can't, you know, if he does some stuff, let's, you know, we put a soap in the shower drain, just like over covering it. So nothing would get blocked, basically, or the water would roughly stay in the area so we decided we've got to you know fill these condoms up with something creative so we filled it up with shaving foam and water we put one with baked beans we put his boxes <laughs> we did a next week one which looked quite brown um we put his boxes into another one there's one with urine which is quite grim um yeah, so there was, um, yeah, it was night. quite disgusting. It was a very interesting night. Um, so then we popped them into an arrangement of like all across the shower thing. I've got a photo of it. I will 100% pop it on this YouTube video. Trust me, it is quite actually impressive how we arranged it. I will admit. Um, we then proceeded <laughs> to take his uh, toilet seat off the hinges of the toilet and put it onto his. Uh, sink and then we we wanted this was Johnny's idea just for clarification of course it was. Um, Johnny wanted to make it seem as if we'd done a poo in the sink but obviously we weren't going to do that because that's disgusting you know we have some standards so <laughs> we Freddie had some Nesquik in his room so we poured Nesquik and put a little bit of water mixed it around a bit put some toilet paper in there and voila, basically an artistic turd, which I thought we were quite impressed. Um, <laughs> the next morning, we so we leave, proceed, quite funny. The next morning, 
Freddy is pissed. Would so, you not be? Of course I would be as well. But like move it and you see that. <laughs> the worst part was this would be the build-up of pranks. So throughout the podcast series, we will talk about some of the pranks that have pulled up Freddy, but they were gradually getting worse and worse. And this was just the tip of the, this was just a cherry on top. And he just boiled over. So so obviously we mentioned this the soap in the kind of drain. Um so me and Johnny did that so that he wouldn't block his drain because of the baked beans. So Freddie didn't like we thought Freddie would just get something sharp and poke like a little hole and let just the water escape from all of it. And so he could keep like the other stuff inside. Freddie didn't do that. He popped every single thing at once with a massive hole. So everything came out at once and the train got blocked, obviously. Yeah. Because, so like, his boxes were there and everything. <laughs> yeah, so his boxes was in one of them, which is... That was just cruel. That was actually really savage from us. That was. I remember on the group chat, he's like, you ruined my clothes. I was like, slight exaggeration, Freddie. <laughs> yeah, that was just, that was quite mean from us, I will admit. Uh, maybe I'll put, yeah. like, the screenshots of the chat as well, <laughs> like, what he said. Yeah, that was quite funny. Um... So yeah, he calls Johnny down and Johnny is proceeding to clear it up and then Johnny gets stuck, so he calls me. So I have to come down and I didn't touch the drain or anything, but Johnny has his hand out there scooping up big beads and it is so grim. But yeah, that was the condom story for Freddie Pot (laughs) too. There were so many pranks we did on him. Too far. Yeah, like, you stole his flipping mattress and you just got into bed. <laughs> like, these are, like, it builds up. They do so much to Freddy. Yeah, not not limited to, but he stole his mattress. <laughs> um, we proceeded to tell him that he professed his love to Alice Cancel, which he didn't actually do, but he was convinced until whenever he sees Paddy's episode when he found out he didn't do it. Um, we stole his fridge. Spoiler alert, but it'll have been out by the time this episode goes up. Um, we stole his fridge. <laughs> um, Did you steal it? We... Steal his what? Toilet seat. You took it off quite a lot, but I didn't actually stole it. Yeah, we did see this toilet seat, actually. <laughs> um, what else did we do? I can't remember. Uh, did a lot look. of stuff to Freddie. It wasn't did just like big things. It was like a lot of little things as well. And they were kind of like, <laughs> it got to a point where he was like really afraid to like leave his <laughs> home. <laughs> yeah, because on an evening, we'd all go into like everyone's room. Or like we'd go into like, it was usually Nell or Alex's. And he'd like bring his key and like put it like somewhere hidden that no one could find it. So it was like, I just felt a bit sorry for him. He was so paranoid. But it was, it was only like, okay, I was like, I will admit, I was a big... I was an instigator of the pranks. I was never always the lead person, but I was always the person who'd find whether the roofs were unlocked or not, which was... So I was quite one of the lead perpetrators, I would have made. A common thread among all of these pranks is I'm somewhere involved along any of them at some point. You're always involved. (laughs) Yes, that is true. I I was always involved. But um, I could take some of the pranks, to be fair. I I could... uh, Apart from like when you like, so I never had my mattress stolen, but no. um, 
the, the longest patch of steel was when he stole Johnny's mattress. Didn't you like throw it down the stairs? <laughs> West Wing. They're like yeah. a tiny spiral staircase. And the, I was just like, what is going on? I'm just going to go to bed. I don't want to get involved. <laughs> the longest part was he left his key. So I found the key and I gave it to Curtis. And I was like, Curtis, run. run. Curtis is by <laughs> far the fastest out of all of us. There's no way Johnny's catching him. So Curtis was just off, just running everywhere. <laughs> and somehow ended up locked in Johnny's room. And he took the mattress off the bed and just like ran through the door. <laughs> I held Johnny away and Curtis dorried off with the mattress as well. They were heavy mattresses as well. Like, he must have been going very slow to get, like, get it out. I think, I think we enlisted the help of Henry as well, so it wasn't as bad. <laughs> if you just, like, push it. Oh. It was so jokes. Some of the things we did was, was just too funny. Yeah. And because it was like, our rooms got cleaned, everything got tidied. <clears throat> it was fine. It didn't matter. I mean, not all of us had a tidy room, so, did we? Hmm. Look at, looking at you Nels. there, uh, Nell Summers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Was, um, yeah, Nell's, Nell's known for having some untidy rooms and, you know, mould on kebabs as well. That's all I would say. <laughs> Didn't you guys spend, like, a whole, like, night just, like, basically disinfecting her room and, like, taking out all the, like, food and, like, rubbish and clothes and... Oh. Yeah. 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 I'll probably save that story for another podcast. I've got like the stories for cleaning Nell's room. I remember I have a, like a Snapchat of me like showing Alex like the, <laughs> the mouldy kebab that she was in her room. No. Oh, yeah, no shame. Now we love you. We do love you. Yeah, miss you. <laughs> and and on that bombshell of the mouldy kebab. <laughs> Um, I'd like to thank everyone for listening to this episode of the Shoot the Shot podcast. I'd also like to thank Alex for coming on today's episode and I'll have her social media pages in the description below. If you're watching on Apple and Spotify, please like, comment and leave us a review. If you're watching on YouTube, please subscribe and like the video to help the channel grow. This has been your host, Martin Montefitado, and I'll catch you guys in the next episode.